What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game Podcast. My name is Edward, named after a trilogy. That being my pop, shout out to my mother and my grandmother for helping raise me too. Please make sure you go follow at EmacStacks for all your up-to-date high school pro and collegiate sports coverage. We'll not disappoint. We'll keep you up-to-date on all that is going on in the beautiful sports world. And this episode is going to always be special when we are at full strength. And that we are this week, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, man, Sean Hart is a, the surgeon himself, Mr. Surgical, Mr. Oh, my God, we in surgery again. Um, you know, that's prize picks, surgical picks on Twitter. Um, hey, man, let's go. Yo, it is the one and only, the host with the most, the blows the most smoke, black piece, the rap plug, the hip-hop plug. You already know. Be sure to go check out Talking Smoke. On Apple Podcast, Spotify. Let's go. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are in the world. I am Sedacious Xavier Miles, and on behalf of me and my brothers, I just want to say thank you for supporting us. Please continue to rock with us. Take it away, bro. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, uh, obviously, this is an audio. Uh, you're taking this in uh, through audio, but even on YouTube, uh, this will be an all audio episode. Um, and if you don't know, now you know. But uh, continuing on, uh, so as we talk about the NBA season, uh, getting ready to uh, wrap up and conclude, I want to say by the end of this week, um, the Milwaukee Bucks are the one seed. Talking about the East, the Bucks are one. Boston is two. Philadelphia is three. Philly, uh, I, I just said Philly. Uh, Cleveland is the fourth seed. The Knicks are the fifth seed. And so those five teams that I just named, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Cavaliers, and the Knicks, they have all clinched a playoff berth. Then when you talk about uh, the sixth seed, that would be the Brooklyn Nets. However, they have not clinched uh, a playoff berth. They have 43 wins. and with them being at the six seed behind them uh, from seven all the way down to 10, which is uh, the play-in brackets. You have the Heat at seven, the Toronto Raptors at eight, the Atlanta Hawks at nine, and the Chicago Bulls at 10. Um, Specifically staying within the East, specifically staying with the East. with the uh, Heat, the Raptors, the Hawks, the Chicago Bulls, who do y'all see getting in, getting that seventh and eighth seed between the Heat, the Raptors, the Hawks, and the Bulls? Who gets in? I think Heat and Raptors find a way to get in. I don't believe the Hawks or the Bulls have the teams defensively to do much of anything in the playoffs. Um, They haven't been able to really remotely stop anybody all year. Uh, Kind of a bottom third of the pack as far as uh, team overall defense and defensive rating. Um, So don't really foresee them in the playoffs or making it. I'll have to agree with uh, Sean Hart on that. I like the Heat in Toronto as well. Uh, Toronto has gotten a couple – has got uh, 
a little bit better since they got Yakupo, in my opinion. And they found like a little bit more of a better identity. And also the Heat has just been kind of snapping into their playoff uh, push. And they've been doing it very well, in my opinion. So uh, uh, Atlanta is just too – Atlanta and Chicago are very unidentified as far as teams. And I don't see neither one of them just putting on their right, you know, streak to be able to, to you know, handle it in the playoffs. Even if they do find a way to get there, like they're totally swept out. And like I said, I don't see them getting to the playoff, the, to the uh, actual playoffs themselves. Um, that's going to be a clean sweep because <clears throat> I concur with the both of them and I couldn't have said it no better myself. There's, it, there's actually not much left for me to say other than it's the DNA in the, the last four teams. The Raptors have that DNA and what was the other team? Oh, you have the the Heat, the, the Raptors, heat. the Hawks. Yeah. The, the the Heat of the Heat have been there. The Raptors have been there. They have the DNA, and so you just expect their their playoff DNA to just you know to show itself, and that's really easy. So, even though the Bulls look good. The Bulls were good on paper. Yeah, <laughs> on paper, you looking at, brother? That was... Yeah, but yeah, but um, they are, oof. They are something else. We'll, we'll see, man. Uh, going over to the uh, Western Conference. Going over to the Western Conference. Only three teams have secured a playoff berth in the Western Conference as it stands today on April 4th. That is the Denver Nuggets at the one seed, the Memphis Grizzlies at the two seed, and then the Sacramento Kings at the three seed. Now, after that, you have your four through 10. Uh, at the four seed, you have the Suns. At the fifth seed, you have the Clippers. At the sixth seed, you have the Golden State Warriors. At the uh, and obviously after the sixth seed, you have your uh, your play-in tournament uh, uh seeds, which is a uh, seven through ten. And in the West, at the seventh seed, you have the Lakers. At the eighth seed, you have the Pelicans. At the ninth seed, you have the uh, Timberwolves. And at the tenth seed, you have the Thunder. And so. Uh, <clears throat> To a degree in the Eastern Conference, uh, to piggyback there for a brief moment, uh, there's a bit, there's a tiny margin of a record discrepancy um, where, you know, a game, you know, within these last three games, you know, you could maybe jump from 10 to seven or six, depending on who loses. Um and as we know with the West, that never ceases uh, to not be a situation, whereas it's always nip and tuck in terms of being you're one loss away from being the fourth seed and one loss away from being the ninth seed. And so going back through uh, the seeding for the Western Conference, um, again, Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento have all clinched uh, – in, in that order, one, one seed, two seed, three seed. Fourth seed, the Phoenix Suns have 43 wins. 
And after that, the Clippers have 41. The Clippers are 41 and 8. The Golden State Warriors are 41 and 38. At the seventh seed, the Lakers are 40 and 38. At the eighth seed, having an identical record, the Pelicans are 40 and 38. And then the Timberwolves are 39 and 40. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are 38 and 41. And just, just, just right behind that, in that 11th seed, talking again about the record discrepancy and how close it is. You have the Dallas Mavericks at the 11th seed, right behind the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City is 38 and 41. And Dallas uh, is 37 and 42. Uh, tonight, as we do the podcast, Oklahoma City is going up against Golden State. Um, and so, yeah, like a loss here or there within the, these last three or four games among, uh, on the remaining schedule for these teams. Uh, every game matters. Every game matters. Every game matters. Every game matters. Um, the Lakers, uh, who we know is a fan favorite here on the podcast, are seven seed at 40 and 38. Um do I don't know if there's a fair question. It may be a redundant question to say, do you expect the Lakers to make the uh make the playoffs considering who they have on their team? Who LeBron James, LeBron James. Um, but what are your expectations for the Lakers? Uh grant uh given that they make the playoffs. What is your expectations? Are they playing with house money? Um, considering how wide open the West is. Um I'll start with you, Dacia. Like, what is what do you think could be one's expectations for the Lakers, uh, given that they get in the play, uh, get in the playoffs? Correct me if I'm wrong, real quick. Would this be their first playoff appearance since the bubble? Am I wrong in that assumption? No, they they made the playoffs that year after by Phoenix and got swept in the first round. Yeah, they won the playoffs. Okay, yeah. Ouch! So that did hurt. Yeah, that was LeBron's only first round loss, by the way. Anyone care to know? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I guess I guess my expect my expectations aren't high. I guess my hopes are high, right? Because I'm a fan, but my expect my expectations aren't too high because I feel like there are other teams that are more put together. You know that can go deeper. Pause. And um, so. With the Lakers, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them get it first, get in the play-in tournament and survive that hoopla, and then get in the playoffs and be able to, you know, just fight one game at a time. That'll be interesting. But as far as like really competing, it's only so much competing that I feel like they can do with the current constructed team. And so it just it'll just be fun that they made it and that they got, you know, eliminated first, second round. But oh boy, if they if they get a wildfire under their ass, and and hey, you never know. So that's the beauty of the playoffs, you know, being able to you know one game at a time strategize, duke it out, you know, find advantages. So we'll see. But championship, I, I actually I say I say I, I say I'd be crazy to say that they they win the championship. But hey, man, you never know. You never know. Let's have this conversation uh, real quick. So uh, if the playoffs started today and everybody stayed put where they were, one through the eight seed, 
that would mean that the Sacramento Kings would be playing the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, talk about Sacramento Kings haven't been to the playoffs uh, in a very uh, astronomically long time. Um, and the Golden State Warriors not fully healthy and have uh, struggled quite a bit this season. Uh, however, they have the experience. Best of seven series, uh, a team that doesn't have the experience versus a team who uh, has four championships in their organization. Who would you like to come out uh, in a best of seven series uh, with the San, San Francisco Kings, Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors? Me? Go to state. Um, go to state. Sorry. Black Peace. Black Peace goes with the Kings, to be honest with you. Who would yeah. you go with? Is I mean, just from a logical perspective, I would go with the Warriors. The Kings don't have the experience or the defense to pull that off because in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to outscore people. The game slows down tremendously. And I don't know how adept the Kings will really be playing like a half-court offense. Um, but, you know, just going up against the the strength of, you know, that championship caliber team and the Warriors, they know what it takes. They know what they have to do. Um, it just would be a bad matchup for the Kings. You know, it's like, hey, happy y'all made the playoffs first time in like 20 years. But it's like, hey, you going home first round. That's a real reality. I mean, this is by far the worst uh, season the Warriors have had in their franchise, not franchise, in their uh, <laughs> dynasty history as far as, like, competing. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily say the Kings beat them. I think the Warriors beat the Warriors, in my opinion. You know, I give maybe one game where the Kings show out, but I just feel like, you know, the Warriors just – they have their experience, but I've never seen them in this kind of condition. It's always been top three on up when they are winning. You know, you know they, they aren't. They haven't been champions. It's just like, hey man, they had one of the that the worst road record there is in like period almost. So it's just like, you know, I know slowing the game down does make a difference, but I, you know, Steph Curry is who he is, and Clay is who he is. And Poole is trying to be who he is. But it's just like, I'm going from a, a perspective of what I've seen all year and what I've never seen them actually do before. I've never seen them, like, start from, like, technically the bottom and work their way up in a successful way since in, in the last six years, seven years. So, like I said, I got to be convinced. And I will be overly surprised if Golden State wins. It's just like, hey, I only can play off of what I have seen recently. And and logically, like you said, logically, you know, you say Golden State Warriors. I'm saying logically, they've been the worst team on the road, and their chemistry has not been where it needs to be at. So, brother, you really think that the Sacramento Kings could possibly or will beat the Golden State Warriors? See. I mean, I never said how. I never said to what magnitude, but I do say yes. I think it can happen. Like I, like I said, it won't be a obviously won't be a sweep, but I just see some. I see some uh some variables that just don't add up to full success. 
you know, going into that series. Like, like the Kings have, I've, I've kept the eye on them. They have really played well, you know, like at least the core for sure. And I mean, I've seen a lot of players step up. So, I mean, you know, I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm just not locking in on the Warriors for sure. If that makes any kind of sense. It's like, I'm saying the Kings, but I'm not, it's just, I'm not going to be surprised if the Warriors win. It's just, I'm saying like, I just haven't seen the Warriors I'm used to seeing. So you can't, you can't, you can't the do it. Don't have an integral part of their, uh, don't have the, uh, have an integral part in their championship run last year. That being Andrew Wiggins. Currently, I know they they supposed to come back. They finna, so. they finna get him. As soon as yeah, you come back, I don't know back. where you been, Poochie. They about to get him like this week. Is literally, he's literally coming back like Thursday, I think, something like that. That's okay, but, okay, that that that's that's cool. But if we gonna talk about respecting the game, and I know like the throne is still the Warriors to like defend. Like, let's not act like he been like playing like the past two months, and then all of a sudden he get. I won't say thrown in the line of fire. Like he don't have championship experience too, but like, so Steph, he Clay, and Poole can't spell him until he get his legs under him in the next round. You saying they can't do that? I don't know about Poole. Uh, With Draymond <laughs> and Kevon, and I don't think I get – they don't got Gary Payton back, right? They got get GP. I, I just think the team is – I think the team is still there. Um, I think, me personally, again, talking about DNA, the championship DNA is there. To say that they could be possibly eliminated by a team that hasn't made it in I don't know how many years, is kind of like, okay, that's cool, no problem. But, like, we know the makeup of this team, right? We know that they can very well go into Sacramento and take two games. We don't know if Sacramento can go down, go up to the Bay and take two games, right? Maybe they don't have to. Maybe they have to take one game. But are you sure they're going to take that one? Like, are you sure? Like, come on. Like, I feel like at a point it's like, where I talk about LeBron, where I talk about Kobe, where people talked about Jordan, is like these games, these series should kind of be at this point no-brainers. But I guess since we live in, the, I guess, society of rebellion, and I don't know, whatever whatever the case may be, this is like, what? The Sacramento Kings are going to do what? Okay. All right. We'll see. We shall see. Because I don't see it. I, I see Clay. Having a game, I see Steph having a game. I see Draymond being on the back end to defend both of them, as always. Playoff defense, not regular season defense. And then it's, it's just, we get you up out the way. I used to feel this way when LeBron would swipe, wipe the East out. It's like, okay, we have the playoffs now? All right, I'm ready to see who LeBron's got to face out of the West. It's the same way. It's the same way. Now, if we're talking Suns and Warriors, okay, let me back up a little bit. Let me put the brakes on that because I don't really, you know, I ain't really, uh, uh-uh. But these young boys against these proven men, and we really just finna, let me go check the motherfucking, uh, let me go check. Yeah, they, the uh, the Warriors and the, uh, the Warriors and the Kings, they play, uh, this week on the 7th, and they have the, uh, the Warriors had them 2-1 right now on, uh, on the season. 
And I do. I, I think the Kings are gonna ride. I'm not saying that the Kings are not gonna ride, bro. I know that they're gonna ride. Young, hungry, you know, what I'm saying getting to the playoffs, put together team. It's just the the, the 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 playoffs. It brings about a different atmosphere, man. And, and as if you can hang. And I mean, come on, bro. Y'all got to get that one year to get eliminated to get to that next year for people to really be like, oh, okay, yeah. Couple pieces here and there, they can probably do something. It's not gonna happen, especially with it's if it's if it if the playoffs start today and they have to play the Warriors. Like, it's not like, come on, man, this is a dynasty. All right, real quick, real quick. To, to, I'm like, I kind of want to on the power that you use with the Warriors. Do you see them championship caliber this year? I, I'm not saying that they can't get eliminated by the way that they look right now. And okay, with, okay, I can, I can what, digress. What what uh what um. Edward is saying about uh, Andrew coming back and not being able to really just come in and jail off the rip. Yeah, they they somebody could catch the Warriors in that transition, knock them off. Like I can see that. But you're saying, but you're saying we're first round is preposterous. Oh no, stop playing. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not objecting to being like facetious. No, no, no. You're I'm saying, saying that it's preposterous. Like them out the first round against the Kings, whatever. So that's like that's basically what you're saying. Like. And you're saying at the end of the day, like the Kings, I'll say the Kings get swept, but best believe this is a championship caliber team. Yeah. And not about to, I see what you mean. Interesting series at most. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they kind of had them right there. I'm a little, like, a scared. I can respect you saying it's scared. Yeah. I'm not, you don't have to say it, but do you think at least the Kings will give a first four game scare? Oh, yeah, bro. It'd be, it'd be like, what, some two, some uh, old two? Some O2 madness, go to go to state, find the rhythm, come back, steal the game in Sacramento, go back to go to state, close it out. Oh, no, 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 no. They'll lose the next game. They'll lose that next game in Sacramento, right? Maybe they will, maybe they won't lose that next game in Sacramento. Maybe they close it out. But if they don't lose, then they go home and get the opportunity to close it out, then that's done. All they have to do is steal that one game in Sacramento within a span of seven games. And my money is going to always go to Golden State to do that before it goes to the Kings letting a game get stole and then have to double back for two games to get back. Come on. No, no. Stop. stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, rightfully so. Rightfully so. It's um, keeping it in basketball, but switching over to the illustrious uh, women's college basketball. Man, what a great season for women's college basketball. A lot of names emerged. Um, and I think uh, helped elevate the uh, the sport. Um, uh, picking up today, uh, it was Sunday, the national championship game, LSU versus Iowa. Um, you had the great Caitlin Clark trying to lead her team against LSU, uh, but that did not happen uh, in terms of them trying to win a championship. Angel Reese uh, and her team uh, ended up winning the championship 102 to 85. And uh, obviously, you know, well, before we before we get into the get, before we get into the get, the getting of the getting of the getting, uh, salute to Jasmine Carson. Um, I know myself personally um, had never heard of her until Sunday. Um, 
I know a lot of people probably had not been abreast on who she was or where she came from until Sunday. Um, early in early in the first half, key players for LSU they get in foul trouble. Uh, Mo, Coach Moki, she has to go to her bench. She she pulls Jasmine Carson onto the court, and Jasmine goes nuclear with 21 points in the first half, five of five from three. Um, and she had a combined 11 points the total throughout the total tournament. Um, I believe up until that championship game where she erupted for 21 points and a half. Um. And it's just talk about respecting the game, man. You gotta you gotta take full advantage of your opportunities. You never know when those opportunities are gonna come, but you gotta stay ready, stay true, stay dedicated to the game. I believe if she wasn't locked in for the moment for the opportunity or felt like, hey, I don't really get that much playing time anyhow, uh, she could have allowed that moment to squander through her fingertips. Um, but without a doubt, if she isn't as great as she was in that moment that she was called upon, the conversation could be different. LSU could possibly not be the uh, national champions uh, this year. So uh, first and foremost, a uh, big time triple salute to Jasmine Carson, uh, stepping up big for her team and helping lead them to a, a national championship. And I could be wrong. Yes, her 22 points was a, was a team high for LSU. So again, you can't you can't speak enough to that her coming off the bench doing what she did again in the first half. Goes uh five of five in the first half from three. She finished the game with five going five or six from three with 22 points. Uh and again that was a game high. So after that, uh after giving her uh proper respect and uh praise Angel Reese goes viral for the John Cena, you can't see me gesture, uh, targeted towards Caitlin Clark. Uh, obviously, we know um, the uh, cool TikTok. It's cool when they do it. When I do it, it's a problem, right? Um, so people saying, yo, that's classless. Uh, you know, that's not good sportsmanship, yada, yada, yada. But obviously, when Caitlin did it, to uh LSU's uh player uh Van Lee. It was cool. It's seen uh the style, the swag, so on and so forth. Obviously, we know the different takes. Either you either you didn't like it or you did like it. Either you feel like it's um it reeks of the perception of like uh racism and, and so on and so forth. Uh but for y'all specifically, uh I'll start with you, Izzo. How did you feel about that gesture from Angel Reese towards Caitlin Clark? <clears throat> um, seeing the video, I mean, she did kind of like forcibly like find her out after it and kind of like made sure that she was around to more so see it. And that may have been a little much, but at that point you won a championship, so. I'm not really bothered by more or less the same action. Um, hey, you know, you win, you get to, you know, do what you want within reason. So I, I ain't mad at that. Um, but, you know, you do have the closet racism that does exist in sports. You can definitely see it pretty clearly when um, you have a situation to where um, a young lady who isn't even of legal drinking age gets called a classless piece of shit excuse my language, but I'm quoting, but 
Um, and it's usually, you know, older, you know, white men that are doing things like this. From what I've seen in the comments, it's just, it's classes, it reeks of racism. Um, it's ignorant um, and it's bedded in a, just a, a very ugly, deep-rooted past of classism and sexism towards women, not only just, you know, women, black women. So um, I didn't have a problem with it. I've seen, uh, I've seen talks about trying to read the lips of Angel Reese in that moment and so I'm alleging that she, in the midst of her doing the John Cena gesture, she may have possibly also said, uh, called Caitlin a hoe. Um, if that were to be true for the, the lip linguistic people out there who can read lips and that were to be a case. <laughs> Does that uh, does that make y'all feel any any indifferent about the gesture on top of potentially also calling Caitlyn a hoe? Hey, honestly, bro, I just this kind of is a good transition into my point because I just feel like you know white America, sorry, hates when we put black magic on things and so in this particular case it was black girl magic right so where Kaylin did it Kaylin did it to somebody that was like all the way over in yonder but with a black girl do it black girl will come and find you like literally in the middle of the timeout don't care that we got to get back to the game right in your face and you can't see me because she wants you to see it she don't want you to see it no she wants to do it to see you look straight like she not doing it to the left of you she wants you she want to make sure that she's invoking fear in you right and so i seen it i seen all the ghetto black girl ratchetness and her doing the ring thing and her doing the john cena you can't see me i'm like bro this is what happens when you let niggas have something but guess what she they didn't let her have this she went and earned this and now they have to feel this they have to eat this up and that's just how it goes like you can be as good as you want but when it comes to like us like come on now you know don't let us have to say it so we got to be racist but we you know what it is y'all know we come on come on come on y'all just we there's no competing sorry sorry i'll be the one to say it there's no competing now, nah, um, I think that, so <clears throat> for starters, let me just make it clear. I didn't have a problem with the you can't see me gesture. That's, I, I, did, I personally didn't have a problem with it. And um, I, I do have a problem with those trying to label her a certain way, obviously, you know, with the hidden racism saying, you know, it's classless on and so forth. I have a problem with that. Um, however, my thing with, the, the interaction is just like from Angel, it's like, hey, bro, let's not see, like, I could see if that was a matchup you had and you locked her down. I could see that. But we're not supposed to sit here and act like Caitlyn was, like, put on clamps. Like, that's what we're not about to do. Right? Um, the whole, like, you can't see me is perceived to be like, yo, like, get on my level. Like, you not on my level. I think it's a fair argument to say Angel Reese, as 
nice of a player you are, like you ain't on Kaitlyn, uh, you ain't on Kaitlyn Clark's level. So they're like, you can't see me gesture. It's just like, maybe that should be a target. Can I ask this? Sorry to interrupt. But who did Kaitlyn Clark do the gesture to initially? She did. did, Kaitlyn Clark did it to Haley Van Lee, another premier guard from Louisville in a tournament uh, prior to before they played what you call it. Is this this girl black or something? No, the chick white. Haley Van Lee, she's a white chick. So what they're really mad about is that what ESPN did was they blew up her doing it when she was she was beating Louisville, right? And so they, these little girls was watching this while they watching her play because they're all in the tournament and they watching her do that. And as soon as they was up and knew that they was finna win, they was gonna let her have it. And so once she got hers, once she got her medicine, I think that's when you know what I'm saying it blew up. And it goes to what Isaac says. Once she get her medicine, then that's when y'all want to come out and come on now. That's how, you know, come on now. That's just what that is. That we've had to deal with that our whole life. We've had to deal with, (laughs) that's the way we grow up. That's the way we get better is, you know, challenging each other and like really, really, really going at each other. Like sometimes like, you go at your manhood when it comes to hooping sometimes, bro, and it, it don't feel good. Hey, it is what it is. Get your game right. Get your game tight. Come back to the park with some better players. Yeah, I feel like that's all it was. Um, I personally feel like had South Carolina been able to beat Caitlin, had been able to beat Iowa, it would have been a completely different story. I think South Carolina would have been a repeat national champion, but that didn't happen. And Angel Reese, she had the pleasure of being able to go up against Kaitlyn, uh, being a player at Maryland. And she basically said, like, yo, we know she bad. We know she's going to get hers. It was just a and, and that's essentially like what happened because again, like Caitlin still hit y'all for a 30 ball. Y'all didn't stop her. Nobody was like, you know what I'm saying? And so, but y'all won a championship. You deserve gloat and your glory however you see fit. But don't like let's not miss my only thing is let's not misconstrue that you can't see me a gesture as if like Caitlin ain't on you your level angle. She's above you. You know, I think that gesture is a little bit more deeper. And I feel like people are missing what Angel Reese was actually trying to do. I feel like Angel Reese was trying to point out the fact that this is a team sport. And for you to say that in a a, a respectable sportsman-like way, it was like that little bit of a rub in her face. Like, you can't see me? No, you can't see us. Like, we're a whole team, ho. Like, that's when she said that, like, you're taking it from <laughs> no, I'm, you know, in her shoes. Like you're taking it from a like perspective that. of, you know, you're over here thinking you're the team. We a team that just beat you, and I think that's the main reason why she did it, and that's the whole emphasis of it. I think a lot of people look at it like, oh, she's better than her. She's better than her. Like, like you said, the team beat her. Somebody off the bench lit up. You know, no. I. Well, that- it wasn't one outstanding player that started. There. Everybody had their eyes on. It was somebody that was. 
a team contribution. So it was just like, I feel like that was more of a her calling her out in a respectable way because she said, hey, I like her. I like her as a player. But at the end of the day, it's just like, hey, man, like, you know, I have to let you know in order to really win these championships, you got to be a team. And and that's what I think Angel Reese was, in my opinion, was kind of like pushing forward when she did it. Because obviously the stats show like she wasn't the one. And her her career stats show that she's not the one. That's so happened. She got with a good team. They jailed. They found a way to be champions and they became the better team, you know? So I think that was, think that was the moral of it. That I think a lot of people should pay attention to whether they're black or white shouldn't matter. I think, you know, people should pay attention to like Angel Reese made a point like, Hey, you know, this is still a team sport. It's not one person going to get it done. So, hey. No, I, I love that take D. Angel Reese, she a dog in her own regard. Obviously led the country uh, in rebounding. She's a top player in college basketball. She's definitely one of the pillars, one of the faces of women's college basketball up there with Kaylin Clark. So I'm not taking nothing from her um, at all. I was just giving my take on, like, how I perceived it to be or how I thought it was coming off. But 1,010% respect to Angel Reese. And I like what she said about, Yo, like I'm, I'm being unapologetically like me, and I'm being who I am as, a, as a representation for the girls who come from where I come from and look up to me. And I'm not just to fit in none of y'all bubbles, regardless of what y'all feel, how y'all say, how y'all talk about me. Um, and I love how you, and I love the sentiment and how you express that, darling. I really love that. Yeah, man. Um, and it just, I just noticed that, like, even with a lot of things she's been doing, she's been saying team, team, team. When I got to his team. And it's like, you know, when you think about Iowa, you forget that it's Iowa. You just Caitlin Clark show. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just like, I think the NCAA itself had to get brought down. The women's NCAA had to get brought down, to a, brought down to a point we have to remember, hey, this is a team sport and, you know, so on and so forth. Just like the young lady who uh, is the uh, daughter of a, a rapper, uh, if I'm not mistaken, her name is uh, Flage, right? Flage. Flaugia. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not even trying to take all the credit. She's like, hey, man, we won. These are my sisters. We won. You know, she's not worried about individual she, stats. She also got a Wayne verse or has a Wayne verse coming after post winning a championship. Blue Wayne uh, wanted to connect with her and let her know that, you know, he wanted to hop on the song with her. So they got that going for him, too. Absolutely. But, you know, and then just like, but, she could have, that could have been more of a focus on herself. But like I said, the whole swagger of the LSU team was just like teamwork, team. Hey, man, one person got to stand out, so be it. But we trying to win this as a team. And I feel like, you know, they they use that as a strategy to beat Iowa. <laughs> hey, y'all want to use that one person, you know, wrecking crew? By all means, go ahead and do it and see where it gets you. And I mean, hey, man, it's a, I, I looked at it as a beautiful thing because I honestly thought that I was going to win. To be honest with you, but you know, like LSU proved to the to the world, teamwork beats that that one star dream. So, not saying that it can't happen, but you know, they they just reminded everybody. Yeah, uh, head coach for Iowa, uh, coach Lisa Blunder, coach, you are a gold mine for finding Caitlin Clark, but you got to give us some help if you want her to get to the mountaintop before she. Uh, Leaves Iowa and goes pro. Got to get us some help. And uh, I don't think she's. Uh, I don't think she's. I think she's lucky. 
because she that girl won the the was part of a AAU boys championship. I think she got lucky on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying as a to to lick the wounds and better prepare yourself with like what you came into contact with. Like we all know, Caitlin, she's playing every minute. You have no Caitlin, you have no offense. So I just want the coach ah, to go out, go out and try to find some recruits that can complement Caitlin to help them get over the hump against teams like, you know, um, your LSUs, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. Uh, but, yeah, man, so uh, moving on, million-dollar question. Uh, sometimes this could be about recency bias. Sometimes people could be able to go back in time and live out uh, an artist's catalog and also still be able to uh, keep in it, keep their memory bank, um, I guess, abreast on a current, new current artist. I put this in a group chat on uh, IG. Don't know if y'all got a chance to watch it. Basically, Roddy Rich is coming out with a song with Lil Wayne. Uh, I think I'm on the site, Lil Wayne and Boosie, maybe. I could be wrong about that. But I know for sure Lil Wayne. And basically, uh, whoever, before Wayne and all of them got on the beat, the beat was first given to Rich Homie Quan. Um, he put his verse on there, sent it back to Roddy Rich or Roddy Rich's people, so on and so forth as it always goes in the industry. And once the song, once other artists got on there, i.e. Wayne, and I I could be wrong about Boosie, but I think it's also Boosie. Uh, once all that was done, um, the song was done, Rich Homie Corn hears like, yo, got like that, yo, they got Wayne on that track now. And, and Boosie and Rich Homie Corn is under the impression of like, oh shit, like, all right, bitch, like, all right, Wayne on the track, Boosie on the track, um, Roddy Rich on the track. I was like, okay, that's that's gonna be a nice look for me because I'm on there too. Because I remember laying the track on that beat. Woo, woo, woo. Song comes out, Rich Homie Corn hears it, he's taking off the track. Goes to social media to uh, voice his frustration and his concerns about it, saying, "Yo, you could have called me, could have kept it G's, you let me know I ain't gonna be on it. I'm hyping the song up. I'm trying to promote the song, thinking I'm on there and I ain't even on there. Did nobody call me? Give me a heads up." And that went into him basically again, you know, venting out his frustration saying, yo, bro, like, my catalog is hotter than yours. Like, um, talking about, talking to Roddy Rich. And so I'll throw this question to Black Peace. As, as, with that blanket statement, uh, as it stands of what Rich Homie did in the past and uh, the buzz he's recently created, like coming back with the resurgence, and what Roddy Rich has built um, in his short tenure uh, in the rap game, who do, in the verses, I guess you could say, whose discography do you think would resonate more uh, amongst the, I guess, the hip hop rap culture today uh, in the verses? Rich Homie or Roddy Rich? The way a traditional verses go, it would have to be uh, Rich Homie Quan because he has cheat codes. He has an uh, involvement with uh, Rich Gang, and that little Rich Gang run alone, I'm not gonna lie to you, was epic. And um, you know, no, no disrespect to Roddy Rich, Rich Homie was on one. 
and there was nothing in this world that could stop him other than like <laughs> what did stop him, which was some uh some behind the scenes business. But just 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 him and Thugger alone, their collabs alone, does in my opinion beat out Roddy Rich, you know, and not counting like uh some type of way and you know the the radio hits and his little you know his his uh his his popular ones. So yeah, uh, you know, no no disrespect to Roddy Rich, he's the the more popular, more known rapper at this point. But yeah, Rich Homie, he he ain't he ain't uh capping too hard. You know it it's. Yeah, he ain't capping too hard to be honest. But I can't. He can't. He can't walk around and say it as if it's him alone. He know the truth. <laughs> he said that all Roddy Rich got is the box. Is that a false statement? That is absolutely false. That's that's not disrespect him like that. That's not disrespect him with uh, racks in the middle. That's not disrespect him with uh, die young. That's not disrespect down him below. Like, you know, you know, exactly. He has a nice little, you know, discography for himself, but uh that's not yeah, let's that's not how do all that rich on He has some stuff he can pull out his ass, but you got you got you he has the, the stronger hits, but he'll last longer in the versus idea. Cause you did you you comparing like the popularity of a hit, I will say Roddy Man, Rich Homie speaking facts, bro. Right in, no, no, shit no, no. no, I'm saying, I, I, I think if you, if you look at it, as you know, they, you know, they apologize since then. But at the same time, though, it's like you really look at it. Roddy Rich, he, he, he admitted it by the way he, he responded because he could have went back at him and said some stuff. I didn't know Roddy just keep it cold. What he said, I didn't know he responded. Actually, let me go straight to it. It was just like, man, you too old for this internet shit. But yeah, uh, when I turned the verse in the drama, I let them do the rest. I didn't have basically. He was saying like, I didn't have enough dealings with taking you off the song or whatever. But you could have got in contact with me. I'm paraphrasing at this point. Something Absolutely, like <clears throat> it's no doubt yeah, who was like- the nigga in in this scenario. But as far as who has the better catalog, that's also no doubt as well. And you you get on the internet knowing that you finna say something about the catalog as soon as he respond, he respond that you go straight to that. You go straight to that. You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy yeah. is, bro, like you look like a dummy for a dude to come out and be like, bro, I really had nothing to do with that. Right? And he is real as Roddy Rich is, where everybody gonna be like, oh, for real? And believe him, because why would he lie? Why would he have any reason to lie, right? And you, because that's cloud chasing to me personally. Me personally, shit like that is cloud chasing. Like, bro, I get it, bro. Rich homie, like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You, you was a little offended about it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe some money. Came out your pocket, maybe you thought it was some money you finna rake in, you ain't get the rake that in, maybe that's what you got you more upside upside down about it. But to run to the internet, yeah, like come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. That's what we're doing as real niggas. Okay.
Definitely you know, a little too internet for my taste, but you know, maybe he felt like that was the only way he could reach him. But as you know, today's day and age, it's more popular to run to the net than to try to scour all of the people that around him and try to get him on the phone. So I don't know, man. It's a little cloudy to me. Speaking of internet, another case of where the internet goes wrong. Um, I wasn't unaware of this uh, young man prior to maybe like last week. I honestly just stumbled across this interview on Vlad and talking about getting robbed in a home invasion and getting shot and ended up um, killing the uh, person who was trying to rob him. BCB Savage, don't know how familiar y'all are of him, literally just found out about him last week. And to my surprise, after watching uh, watching his interview or what he went through, so on and so forth, recently or this week or last week, about a month or two after the uh, the home invasion robbery uh, situation took place, he posts a picture uh, in his home where he was robbed at, was all the, where all the blood is still at, all the bullet wounds, uh, flexing with some money. Um, whether you can say that's for clout or not, or him, you know, rubbing it in the face of the family from the person uh, who ended up dead from trying to rob him, whatever you want to make of that. But the same day he posts that picture in Houston, he ends up being tracked down. Uh, murder. So, uh, back backstory on that. So, um, Break that down. picture had been that, that picture had been posted. The the actual incident where the dude died actually happened a couple months ago, prior to or a month and a half ago, uh, prior to the shooting. So, they were already kind of on him. They already knew who he was, where he was, things of that nature. Um, but what is um, a bit of a coincidence, and I don't think I say that lightly in air quotes, is that after his video with Black TV and certain sections of it gets posted, because if we all know Vlad, Vlad doesn't post the entire interview immediately, kind of posts, posts it in sections and then kind of lets the viral buzz builds off, you know, particular sections of the interview that may be hotter topics than others and then he drops the full interview last right and in this particular case the clip he drops first is the clip that he talks about you know the shooting and you know how he's saying you know it'll be up forever and you know basically fuck those guys but it does leave out how he was remorseful about the situation and how he did want to move on with his life but was realizing the dire you know nature of the situation so um, people and in particular the the victim's mother, BTB Savage's mother, called uh, calls out Vlad on TV saying that she more so kind of pumped and instigated, you know, the tension of the situation to kind of ultimately to her son's demise. So she, you know, feels like Vlad may have played a role in that. Obviously, what they did is the main reason, but him promoting certain sections of that interview and not giving the whole thing, it came across arrogant. And his mom did allegedly warned him not to even do an interview about the situation and just kind of let it die down. But again, you know, social media is a drug to some people and that's something he felt right. as though he wasn't willing to do. 
And it may have gotten him popular, it may have got his music a little more buzz, but ultimately, you know, it cost him his life. So I don't think it was a fair trade-off in the end as far as the cost to pay, but um, that's where we at with it. Young man is from Cleveland, Texas as well. Not really from the age, but, you know, a surrounding area about 30, 40 minutes out. But so That's, that's about you, Darnell. Yeah. So I was reading something uh, pretty important that I was going to bring up later. Oh, but Dacious, I know when I was uh, bringing it up, you seem to have um, some, uh, I know people can't see us visually, but you seem to have uh, some gestures that may warrant, like you had some strong comments about the situation. Uh, Y'all know how I feel. You know, I feel like, you know, if, it's a broken record at this point, you know, you know, it is what it is. I have to continue to continue to say it. So maybe someone somewhere who's thinking about it will deter their thinking, but like we're killing, like we're killing members of our own team, right? Like we already got it hard. Right, and I get that having it hard puts us in certain situations, right? But I, I, I don't know, man. I scratch my head at this point. You know, I just it's at certain points where like I get I get real anxious about it, like really, really, really. It starts to like weigh on me, and I just have to pray and release it to God, you know, because in all actuality, you can't save everybody. You just gotta go for your one every day, and I get that, but. It's like the stories are coming in too fast, you know what I'm saying, for, for us to be able to change faster. And so I just have to kind of deal with that. And that just is what it is. That's it is that is what it is being a young black male. That's your reality. You're gonna have to see that, you know, you're gonna have to accept that, adjust and keep preaching your message and keep moving and allow your message to be the thing that keeps you whole and that keeps you good and that keeps you hopeful. Because, I mean, shit. You know, a change is gonna come, it is, but in my lifetime, who knows? My kid's lifetime, who knows? You know, just we just gotta keep fighting a good fight. But it's just always sad to hear about young black men. For me, for me, for me. It might not be the, the big thing for you. I get it. But for me, like, I see members on my team. At this point, it doesn't even matter to me about how it all happened and how it all shook down and broke down and all that. Like, bro, it's just like, bro, it's just at an alarming rate, though. At an alarming rate. You would think an alarming rate means like, like fire drill. Get up, do something, move, stop. Like, <laughs> no. yeah, no. Unfortunate situation. I even situation. Unfortunate cycle. Um, that continues to loom uh, throughout the community, but. Yeah, man. Uh, just be careful with y'all folks. And um, 
Yeah, man. God forbid anybody just completely go dark zero and don't post anything and live yeah, their life in privacy. <laughs> but no, uh, no, beautiful people. That will conclude this week's episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, we don't take y'all taking our time to listen to us uh, for granted. And obviously, you know, the episodes are going to continue to heat up as we approach episode 100 and as we approach the NBA playoffs. So y'all stay tuned. Let us know in the comments who do y'all have winning, who do y'all have winning, um, winning the play-in tournaments. And let us know if you feel like the Kings have a legit shot at uh, beating the Warriors on the best of seven series. Um, love you, beautiful people. We will see you next week. <laughs>